human thought, all science, all religion, is the holding of a candle. Philosophers are the stars. Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at them because we are human? Point the truth. If the stars were right back, they could plunge our world to questions. Sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back listeners. Today we will be playing session 5 of Loki's Gift from Cults of Cthulhu, written by Chris Lucky, Mike Mason and friends, and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today, Hal? I'm playing Dr. Ephraim Glifford and things are about to get kinky. Jason. I forgot I was playing for a second. Um, <laughs> I'm playing Gabriella Halsey and I'm also interested to see what happens upon this bed of ours. Noxicals. I'm playing Francis Avery, and uh, I appear to have a problem with my nose. Yes. Lydia. I'm playing Alice Thorne, and I'm about to get face punchy. And I'm Fedra, your keeper for the day, and I bet you're all feeling like the bell of the brothel tonight. <laughs> oh. Do you bed we are? <laughs> Good God. Noxicals, tell us what happened last time. Discussing the next lead to follow, our unlikely investigators agree they should visit a brothel in Whitechapel that Charles Gladstone was said to frequent. They agree to meet at the Ten Bells pub, but first, Ephraim returns home to don another unconvincing disguise. He finds a mysterious note waiting for him, containing just one word. Clementine. Gathering at the less than salubrious Ten Bells, the party orders drinks. Mostly. Ephraim instead complains loudly regarding the lack of non-alcoholic beverages. They scout for someone who may know the whereabouts of the brothel, and a young woman calling herself Belle is identified as a potential Lady of the Night by Alice. Francis approaches her and tries to turn on the charm. After panicking and giving his own name as Ephraim, he buys the lady a drink and implies he's looking for some company for the evening. Belle confirms she'll be heading to an ideal venue shortly, and suggests Francis and his friends follow her. She also confirms they'll need a password. Clementine. Her timing is excellent, as the real Ephraim's loudly stated complaints have resulted in the friends being asked to leave the establishment before they're physically removed. Walking through Whitechapel proves an eye-opening experience for many of the party, unused as they are to the squalor and crime. A well-timed bump from a passerby relieves Ephraim of his wallet on the way. Arriving at a dark door with a hatch, they give the password to the shifty eyes on the other side and are admitted to the brothel. After gathering in a bar area for some Dutch courage, Francis follows Belle to a private room, only to be followed by three men. Thinking this suspicious, the party follows too and hears a commotion coming from behind a door. Inside the private room, Francis has been ambushed by men waiting for him and the three that followed. Ephraim tries to kick the door in but fails. 
Thankfully, Gabriella proves more effective, almost knocking the door from its hinges and bashing it into one of the tufts in the process. A short scuffle ensues, with Alice showing herself handy with a very sharp hairpin, before Ephraim pulls a pistol and most of the thugs flee. One of the tufts you were fighting earlier has been thrown in on the bed, in the bed of her business. It has been gently tucked into the bed. Um. <laughs> given a hot water bottle. With a gun. Been given a mug of warm milk. Read has a been bedtime story. Pushed on the bed and... Uh, we should good cop, bad cop this. One person is fetching him a glass of warm milk, <laughs> and then someone else is getting out like a whip. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> All kinds of kinky. And uh, yeah, he's looking at you, equals par equal parts scared and equal parts brave. Where is Belle actually by this point? Did she run off with the others, or is she still in the room? No, Belle is still in the room. She says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I does anybody have anything for my nose? It won't <laughs> stop bleeding. Oh god, I'm the doctor and I'm the one holding uh, the gun. She looks around and Belle is like, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, Ephraim, I didn't mean it. She takes off her underwear and she hands it to you. Seriously? <laughs> what? That's what she has. What? I'm, I'm, put, put, put that away. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to help. Uh, um, I, I didn't mean to... The, more may come soon. I, I I feel like we shouldn't stay for too long. You you should. Uh, there's a way to exit to, to exit this place without anyone seeing. Who were those people? Uh, it was it was the madam. She told me to. Uh, she, she told me to do this. I'm really sorry. I I didn't mean to. I didn't know. Is that a fact? Uh, very loud. <laughs> uh, he he does that. Well, we can't stay here then if the madam's in on it. Right, up you get, you. Francis, take that underwear off your face. <laughs> it did not use the pants to soak up the blood. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's ungrateful, honestly. I, I know. Who am I not taking this random sex worker's underwear to mop up my broken nose? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alice is the type to always have a handkerchief. Oh, Thank you very much, Miss Thorne. That's very helpful. <laughs> I I really don't feel very well. Where is the madam now, Belle? I don't know. She could be anywhere. She, inside. Uh, there's a. We could sneak out. There is there is a. There is a tunnel under the brothel, and we can escape from there. Uh, I I promise. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I, I didn't know that we we're going to do this. Well, that's as maybe, but I'm sure there'll be time for this conversation later. You need to leave. She leads you through the hallway into an in, in another door. Just to be clear, we're bringing the tough with us. Are you holding him with a gun? Yeah. Okay. He's walking ahead of us at gunpoint. He's like, "Let me go! It's, I'm just, I just got paid to do this. I don't know anything." Likely story. I'm just gonna. To I'm going to shout, and I'm going to invite attention. Give me those pants, Belle. Which leg don't you need? <laughs> you don't mean that. You don't, you don't want to cause a fuss. Trust me, he was in the war, and you want to do as he says. Everyone here is on my side. 
I'd like to bash him on the back of the head with the butt of the pistol. <laughs> Do it. Uh, can I roll, what, like a d6, d8? I don't need to brawl, right? Like he's defenseless in front of me with his back turned. Yeah, but you will be briefly taking away the gun. Okay, how about this? Instead of trying to do damage, I'd just like to uh, intimidate him. Can I get a bonus because I'm causing him pain? Um, yeah. Okay, and for the record, he's turned away from me, yeah. right? And I'm pointing a gun at his back, yeah. so he doesn't know that I'm like lifting it. Okay. And then I bash him on the head, and then I immediately put my aim okay. back. So you'd have to be very, very quick <laughs> to react to <inside. laughs> uh, That's an 88, so good thing I got a bonus die. He says, I think you're bluffing. I don't think you're going to shoot me. I you're a, a respectable man. I got a bonus die, and oh. the second one's a 40, which is okay. a success. <laughs> mm. He's still not, like, completely terrified. With a normal success. Okay, but is he... He says, I know you're not going to shoot me, but might as well let you lead me out of here. If we still have access to the pants, I'm going to gag him with it. Nice, uh, she's, nice. She's, she got, you're going to have to ask her for it again. She was handed the <laughs> and we're back. It's just, just this woman taking her pants off. <laughs> she's just trying it's to help. What she's paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll use something a bit more accessible. <laughs> the bottle. <laughs> the <laughs> no, I was thinking Probably if a pillowcase or something. Yeah, pillowcase or Ephraim's handkerchief. Okay, so something. you're staying longer in the room or Ephraim's handkerchief? Yeah, we've got hankies and pocket squares and what okay. have you. Okay, so you uh, follow her through a short tunnel um, where you exit into a back alley. And then Belle turns to you and says, I, I don't know exactly what happened or what you're involved with, but you seem like people who might be able to help me. My, my real name is Mary, Mary Walsh. I, I want to escape from this brothel and from London, and I want to go home back to Ireland. You've noticed that I've been speaking with an Irish accent so far. <laughs> Please, <laughs> will you help me? <laughs> if you do, I'll, I'll tell you anything you want. Gabriella's brow furrows since this is not the first time we've heard a similar tale today. Yeah. I, th I, th I think Francis mm. will look to look to Alice like, you know, this is, is, this, is this something you can help with? Mm. Alice is going to give her a very stern look <laughs> and trying to work out if she's being genuine or not. Uh, you can roll for it if you like. Okay. Would that be a psychology? Yeah. Okay, looking for a 55. Ah, 51. Okay. Yeah, she seems very genuine. I can understand that your choices have not been entirely your own. But I suppose we shall trust you at this point. All right. I'm going to give you the address, an address in Southwark. If you go there, there's somebody on duty all night long. They'll find you a bed for the night, and then we'll talk more tomorrow. But first, is there anything else you can tell us about this madam of yours? Um, yes, thank you, thank you for your kindness, uh, uh, Lady, uh, uh... Thorn. My name is Miss Thorn. Miss Thorn, thank you. Uh, I will tell them you sent me. Um, uh, the madam's name is 
Mabel Velveteen. Um, and uh, I, from what I heard, uh, she she doesn't actually make the decisions here. A man called um, Robbins owns this establishment. He has power over her. Robbins. Do you have a first name? Um, no, I'm afraid not, but I've had, I've had some, some, some of the well-to-do patrons talking about a place called the Pacific Club, and I suspect many of them go there, perhaps Robbins as well. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Well, that explains how they knew where we were. Hmm. Avery, did we get the name of that oily sod at the club? Um, I don't know. Let me check my mirror board. <laughs> <laughs> it's a steampunk mirror board. My mind mirror palace. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear cogs turning very slowly <laughs> as you look at it. Uh, what was the name oh, of the madam again? Sorry, Pedro. Uh, Mabel Velveteen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Bagel Velveteen. Uh, I don't name. think I wrote down his name, I'm afraid. I can't remember him giving his name, but maybe that's just my memory. Oh, he did. Ah, damn it. Was it that? Can we roll intelligence to see if our characters you remember? You can roll intelligence if you right. like. Now that, I'm actually... Oh, I'm not that good at that either. Oh, I'm very educated, no. but not that intelligent. Uh, go on, let's try. I just rolled a 92, so... Nope. Oh, good. Did you pass? I did. 57 versus uh, <clears throat> versus uh, 65. You can never forget the lower middle class manager's name, Michael Robbins. Oh, ho. Ooh. Robbins was the, the, the well, the, the, the person at the club that we spoke to. He, he acted as though he wasn't the owner of the establishment, but maybe he was. I don't know. That's probably him. Now we know, and we can do something about that. Thank you. You have been most helpful. Um, yes. Uh, is there anything else I, I can help with? I'm very loath to let go of this helpful NPC, but I'm struggling to think of what mm. she can do for us. Mm. Does she know Gladstone? <laughs> I respect your commitment. Um, I, I was told by, by Mabel that the people who would come in might be looking for a man named Gladstone and um what about Chillingworth does that name mean anything to you and um, are you au fait with theatrical types not not really but that name does ring a bell I think he he came to the brothel a few times but he never rented a room he was only socializing and buying women drinks I do know he's an artist, but I don't know anything else about him. I see. He, he didn't show them any peculiar items, anything green or... That doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> well, no, no. I don't think we do this kind of thing a here. A strong course of antibiotics is an order. We send I'm him home if it's green, we're not paid enough for that. I, I'm, I'm not talking about drugs, I'm talking about a statue. I, I, I don't understand. I see. Was he known to give the young ladies uh, gifts, anything like that? Just drinks, as far as I know. Mm. Okay, and I take it from your reaction that Gladstone, Charles Gladstone, is not a name that you know yourself. No, I'm afraid not. 
Okay. Well, if he was giving the women gifts, and I'm sure he was giving the madam some gifts as well, they obviously knew each other. Um, maybe, but I I know that, well, Robbins is the one who tells the madam what to do. It's a damn conspiracy! It does look that way, doesn't it? Yes. They all seem to know each other. Well, now that you know everything, can I can I please go? Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> As he managed to spit out his gag. <laughs> oh, I, oh, you get... Yeah, maybe, probably. You've been ignoring him for a while. Which one of these brigands do you work for? I'm not gonna tell you. You've gotta shoot me first. But then you won't tell us, because you'll be dead. The police will come and they'll arrest you, and I know that'd be terrible for your reputation. You seem the appetite types. Still got that pin, Miss Thorne. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I never leave home without it. And she takes it out of her hair again. Let me go, let me go. Left-handed or right-handed? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I can't write. <laughs> I smack him across the face. <laughs> <laughs> he says, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop, stop being annoying. Just let me go. <laughs> I don't know anything. This guy's useless, or claiming to be. <laughs> does he? Is he wearing a, a jacket? Like, d- does he have anything in his pockets? I'll start packing, patting him down. Yes. Good he call. likes it. <laughs> oh, I bet you like it. I'll do much more if you stop talking. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have anything in his pockets. Hmm. You really are useless, aren't you? He's not armed or anything. Maybe we should just kill you. Whimper. <laughs> Wow, you you weren't as as you were described. You're not as you uh, you're not as they described you. You uh, you're cold. Who described us? I smack him again. Oh wow! He's like yeah. Oh, I. It's it's Robbins. Robbins. Uh, he I work for him. That wasn't so hard, was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> no, this like one's it. hard. And then I smack him again harder. <laughs> it's not hard for us. We could do this all night. Just getting warmed up. Bella's like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, just just a moment. And I'll, um, uh, Francis will reach into his uh, inside pocket and he'll pull out a few shillings and tell her to get a cab. If you let her, she's going to give you a kiss on the cheek. She says, I'm sorry things didn't work out differently between us, Ephraim. Uh, oh, please, not, 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 the, not the face. <laughs> it's a very light kiss. <laughs> Still wince. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you. And she walks away to go to a busier street and hail a cab. Well, what should we do with this fellow? He's lucky we're not in my neighborhood or we'll be spending the night in the cells. Well, do we think we're getting anything else out of him? Where is your boss now? What does he do with his time in the evenings? Probably at the, the the club you mentioned. The Pacific, was that? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well then, I suggest you go back to him and tell him to stop bothering us. I am going to do that. Thank you for your Wait. kindness and generosity. What, what were you told to do? Were you told just to rough us up or were you told to kill us? Oh, I'm not a killer. No, just just to rough you up a bit. Did he say why? 
said you've been causing trouble. And you believed him. I work for him. Well, just you run back home and tell him how much trouble we can be. But first, there's something to remember us by. And I dust off his shoulders and... Uh, no, not the Clementine. Don't give him the Clementine. <laughs> not the Clementine. <laughs> I um I stand behind him and uh, just kind of like adjust him into position and say, "When you ready, Francis?" <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Francis is gonna break his knuckle now. <laughs> Come on, man! I'll hold his hands. Um, like what? Leave me alone! Oppose strength throw. Oh. You put your gun down, right? No, of course not. How are you gonna hold his hands? Well, I'm threatening him with the gun. Oh, I see. And uh, I'm just, you know, like I'm, I'm holding like his sleeves behind him, not like strong, like I'm going to prevent him moving, but he knows if he fights back too much, I've got the gun pressed into his back. You've maneuvered both of his arms behind his back while also holding a gun. I'm holding a gun, like people with a gun held to them tend to do what you want. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, roughly How like is pulling... this from personal experience? Yeah. <laughs> I know what a man does when he has a knife, but like, come on. Um... Is he going to be, is he like really resistant to doing what we want? He resists a certain amount. He's not going to give you both his arms. Okay. Fair enough. Tough guy. Tough I guy. I like it. He knows something, probably. Okay. Well then, if he, uh, if he makes it too much of a struggle, then I am going to bash him as hard as I can with the butt of the gun. Okay. Can I roll a d8 for that? Or is it more d6 territory? Yeah, you can roll a d8. Ah, uh, that's only a two. And he runs off. Fair enough. <laughs> With hand on his head. Like, ah, fuck, May the spirits guide you. <laughs> well, that's a shame. I was rather thinking he deserved what he was about to get from our dear Francis. Oh, I, 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 I'm not, I, um. Francis is in no state to do such a thing. I'd quite like to go home and get cleaned up. Are you all right? I, oh, I, I, I feel bad. I feel terrible. Well, is it broken? Let's have a look at you. Ah! Oh. Don't <laughs> touch it. Don't touch it. I am a doctor, you know. Yes, let let him have a look. But please be gentle. It really hurts. <laughs> Don't be such a baby man. Here, come under the street lamp. <laughs> um, can I roll first aid or anything? Yeah. I realise we don't really have any equipment or whatever. No, but you can, you know, wipe his wounds or whatever. Okay, yeah, I pull out a clean handkerchief and <laughs> lick him clean. <laughs> if it's any help, I have on my treasured possessions list a sort of chatelaine, which is like uh, mm. a, a bunch of silver tools in like little cases which hang from your waist. And uh, it's got a small pair of scissors and a nail file and a little vial of smelling salts if they can be of any help. Oh, marvellous. And a needle and thread? Could we do some impromptu surgery? Oh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure there'd be a needle and thread in there, but it would be... I don't know whether it would be a strong enough needle to go through flesh. Yeah, it's probably no, just let's find out. designed to take up a, a hen. Be fine. Hold it under the gas lamp to sterilise it. Is this going to hey, be that scene not? in the movies where somebody grabs the person's nose and there's a loud cracking noise as they reset it? It might be. He is a military doctor. I don't think they are Molly Coddle. Uh, that's an 18 first aid. He's got... Uh, uh, uh. Oh, he's got 69. That's a hard success. 
Okay, so regain one hit point, please. It's hard, but he's successful. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Told you, man. Give it a couple of weeks. Right as rain. A couple of weeks. I have to. I have to go to work at some point. <laughs> How am I going to explain this to the students? Uh, Just say you walked into a lamppost. There's plenty of them. No, tell them you got into a fight. They'll respect you more. Tell them you won, though. I, 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 I Oh dear. Tell them you had an academic argument. <laughs> About <laughs> nose, nasal bones. It's not how things yes. are done at the University of London. Well, I'm sure you'll come up with a good story after a good night's sleep. Oh, a good night's sleep sounds like a very good idea. And maybe one more drink. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a brandy to uh, settle your nerves. Mm. Not around here, though, I fancy. Should we get a cab? No, of course. Can I get a group like, please? No, oh boy. Okay. Should we not have been standing around yelling in this alley? <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as the cab doesn't whisk us into the river or something. <laughs> oh, this is true. Okay, here we go. No, that's a fail. 65 against 45. Okay. Let me roll the die. Oh, no, not again. You're run over by a cab. <laughs> Gabriella. You step on some shit. Of course I do. <laughs> on the way to get the cab. Oh. It's quite dark. So. It's alright, I'm sure the cab is around here. I'm quite used to it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll wash off. And then you go home. Do you do anything or do you just go? Gabriella's going to wash the shit off her shoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> But also she's going to have some alone time and pray and also get a feeling of the spirits again because Whitechapel was a very spiritually turbulent place for her, shall we say. Okay. Uh, is everyone else going straight to sleep? I think we should agree to reconvene somewhere the next day. Hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, Francis wants to go home, get cleaned up, have a drink and go to bed. Alice yeah. is going to stay up for an hour or two. She's going to write a list of some places that the, uh, that the young lady, Mary Bell, as was, might find work and uh, a, a bit more help. Just like sort of pen a short letter to her and also put another note in the envelope to to say to people working at the centre that if she can't read and write can somebody read this out to her and uh, she will put that by the door ready to be taken into the post the next morning lovely Ephraim realises when the cab arrives wherever our first stop is that he doesn't have any money to pay the cabbie <laughs> and he is profoundly angry and embarrassed oh yeah awkward mm-hmm it's all right. I could probably cover it. Oh, dear. It's bloody well not all right, Francis. I've been robbed. You're covered in blood. And we smell like... Well, we look poor. <laughs> <laughs> How terrible. The ultimate <laughs> insult. The humiliation. Well, quite honestly, Ephraim, this is Whitechapel. It could have gone so much worse. Absolutely. Really? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we could be dead and in the Thames, but we're not. We're still here. 
Well, I shan't be returning to Whitechapel any time soon. I love Francis so much. <laughs> I do. He's so adorable. Bless him. I want to cuddle him, but very gently because his nose is hurty. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Amazing. Uh, Francis, you get a you regain a hit point from sleeping well. Nice. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Where does that put you? Five. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I can get there. One more sleep before the dress rehearsal, I believe. Yes. God, you really bore the brunt of that. What were those guys going to do? They just left the rest of us in the foyer and followed. Were they just going to try and pick us off one by one? Were they going to send Belle back to uh, try and seduce one of the others? <laughs> I guess they thought that you didn't have a gun. But, like, they didn't try and get us all in a room or whatever. They all went after Francis. Yeah. Well, it's easy to take you Your one at a time. Your friend's such a nice time. He'd like one of you to join him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, if the idea was to send a message rather than to actually, yeah. you know, finish our investigation here and now and finish us, <laughs> then I think just beating up one of us would have sent that message. Oh, that's true, too. He just drew the short straw. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, another punch and he... He, you know, he probably would have been, you know, dying, theoretically. Mm. But they didn't know that he's a wuss in the nicest possible way. <laughs> Ten hit points isn't I that love bad. Him, but he's it a really wuss. isn't. So, <laughs> size 50, con 55. Ten well, hit points is, is mildly above average. It's more yeah. the like of um, self-defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, no ability to fight back <laughs> at all. Well, to be fair, there were, what, like five of them? What are you supposed to do? Two, really. When, when it started, the other three didn't didn't get involved. Sure, but they they would have been holding him down yeah. and just giving him a, him a kicking. It's not like he can <laughs> ninja his way out. So those guys were clearly a hit squad <laughs> oh, that wasn't no. used to only roughing people up. <laughs> I forgot I had uh, I had ninja at ninety five percent. Okay, so you'll have a lovely night's sleep. Um, probably quite quite interesting dreams about um. Perhaps green statuettes, or um, shifty prostitutes, or um, dancing with Chillingworth. I'll, I'll let you <laughs> choose. Um, dancing with Chillingworth, but he has the face of a green statuette. Then in the morning, exciting news for Ephraim. Um, he is. There's a note through his door, and it says package. orange. <laughs> it's just full of clementines. <laughs> it's a package. It's the size of. A horse's Perhaps head. Perhaps a birthday cake. Oh, hell yeah. He loves birthday cake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not the shape. It's a box. Uh, your butler brings it to you and says, um, did you expect a mail, sir? Can't I was. There's one for you, Adelaide. No, I don't think so. Uh, it says your name on it. Oh, it turns out Adelaide is my daughter's name. I forgot. My wife is called Amelia. So that was a joke. My four-year-old probably isn't expecting that. <laughs> no, Daddy, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped my knees. Um, where's it postmarked from, Smithers? Uh, it isn't. What, uh, not stamped? Not at all. Perhaps they dropped it off personally. Well, who was it? I, I don't know. I just, I just found it outside. Has your name on it? A oh, rum behavior. Well, pop it open. Very well, sir. 
I take several steps back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I do not. I Kaboom. suspect nothing. <laughs> the bombs of the <laughs> the gaslight era. Yeah, they have dynamite. Uh, fair enough. Um, the box opens. He looks at it and he leaves out a very high high pitched squeal. Yeah! And then drops it to the ground and takes several steps back. Sir, I, I apologize. I do have to go. Um, and uh, what looks like a very old and withered human head falls on the ground. Ooh. On it, there is a note that is folded. Amelia, take out a light upstairs, would you? Roll me sanity, please. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Ooh, 87. That's a 1d4, Ooh. please. Oof, that's a 3, bringing me down to 44. You find yourself mesmerized and staring at the withered and severed head. And you think you recognize whose it is. They're not looking well. Who is it? It's the head, the withered head, of Michael Robbins of <gasps> the Pacific Club. Oh. Mm. I was expecting that. And there's a note on it. I, uh, gingerly flick the note off with my butter knife. <laughs> with my butt. <laughs> I twerk on the note. How dare you? <laughs> this is a sinister moment of cosmic horror. You well, just said butt. Some kind of horror. <laughs> butter knife. <laughs> I was at breakfast, so I use my cutlery to uh, gingerly open the note. I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, so I'm, I'm concerned. It says in all caps, STAY AWAY FROM LOKI'S GIFT. Interesting. We know that Loki's gift is the play. We were invited. And now, this is the opposite of an invitation. I suppose I better talk to those chaps. Spanners! Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> sir, I'm not. I'm not feeling quite well. Damn it, man! Send the scullery boy in then. What <laughs> scullery boy? Yes, sir. <laughs> right then, Billy, just you get this cleaned up. Uh, let me... No, I don't. Sorry, <laughs> that's too cruel. Okay, I don't. Uh, if Smithers is indisposed, um, I'm gonna... Let's see. <laughs> You're very oddly fascinated by the head. I am. I mean, you lost three sanity, so that's like... Okay, yeah. Like, staring in a car crash. So you say it looks weird and withered. Yeah. Like... Like shriveled. Like, like some, dehydrated. Like, like pruned. <laughs> Sorry, is that what Like wrinkled. <laughs> like really dry. <laughs> like somebody's pickled it overnight, or like it's like weirdly old, given that it must have been detached really it's like recently. weirdly blackened as well. Like it's skin. been charred, like he's wearing you black face, exactly. like it's... No, it's not makeup. Okay. Hmm. Oh, almost like they've uh, baked it in an oven or something. Well, I'm fascinated from a medical perspective, and I am a doctor. Can I sort of give it a once-over medicine-wise and be like, ah, yes, this is what a man looks like when they've stuck his head in the oven? Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> this is something we did a lot back in the military. Well, that's an 11. And he's got a 70 in medicine, so that's an extreme success. What you got? This is nothing like you've ever seen before. <gasps> Roll another sanity. Gasp, that's fair. For doing that. <laughs> that's what I get. 
no. That's an 84. Another 1d4 for you. Okay, that's just a 1. Okay. I'm now 10 points off my indefinite insanity threshold. Mm-hmm. Hmm, okay. Mysterious shriveled head. Well, I've definitely got to let the others know about this. Does anyone read the morning newspaper as a character, would you say? I would imagine that Francis would read the paper in the morning. I suppose it depends if they put horoscopes in newspapers back then. Uh, give it a That's a good question. Because if so, then yeah, Gabrielle will be all over it. I don't know, the tabloids would have been a thing at that point. I think it was just like the Times mm, and I don't know yeah. how many competitors mm. it had. They might not have devolved that far. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. There's one newspaper as far as I'm concerned. Maybe you interpret the horse race results, you know, <laughs> like, like someone reading entrails. Um, okay, for Francis then, or whoever else. Oh, that's a good bit of info, Knox. Why don't you share that with the class? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so yeah, apparently the first newspaper horoscope was published in 1848. Ooh. So, yeah, I mean, whether they were common, don't know. Uh, in that case, Gabriella would definitely read it. 48 <laughs> years, yeah, that's long enough. Mm. Okay. Body found burnt. Police were called to an alleyway off Milton Street in Marylebone, where a body was recovered. Whilst no witnesses have yet to come forward, initial reports suggest the corpse had been burnt. Inquiries are ongoing. The floor's yours, everyone. Did you... You didn't arrange a meetup or anything? We didn't, no. Mm. Well, I sort of said we should. <laughs> and then you didn't we, because we didn't. you were punched and no one paid attention to you. got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> we would have done, though, wouldn't we? You didn't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> would we happen to have Ephraim's... Telephone number? 1896. Yeah, that's. Don't probably. think we had that's telephone number. Not even Ephraim, the <laughs> super rich. I thought that was a 1920s thing. I think, yeah, I don't think anyone started getting them before the like 1910s. I could be wrong. Mm. Not even not even like those old wall style phones. Back to Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you, you probably have his address. I think you'd normally send a runner, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd, you'd send somebody to physically take a message to somebody. And also traditionalists would probably be mm. really against phones. Mm. That's true. And I think they had more than one post a day as well in that point. Okay. Or telegraphs, that that's what they'd do. They'd, they'd maybe send a telegraph message. Mm. Oh yeah, there we are. Yeah, and then somebody would physically bring that message to your door. If that's the quickest way to gather us all together at the same time, then I think Gabrielle would go out and do that. Send a telegraph to the three of you all. In the morning? Yeah, telling you to meet at, at her parlour as soon as possible. I don't know how long it would take to arrive. A couple of hours? It's a good question. Mm. It feels like we need to do a lot of research, don't we? Yeah, or yeah. we can just suspend our disbelief and say that you managed to contact each other and within a couple of hours yes. arrange to meet yeah. Why not? at the parlour. That seems reasonable. We are, we are good, but this is okay. <laughs> are you bringing uh, the head? Um, <laughs> what do I do with the head? That's a good question. I don't want my wife and daughter looking at it, and it appears to be distressing my servants as well. So, 
Um, God, how does one dispose of a severed head in London? <laughs> Bake it. <laughs> Bake it into a pie. <laughs> Feed it to the bad guys. Um, I think I just... I toss a tablecloth over it, wrap it up in it, um, make like a sack, and then tell the... Um, God, is there any point of hanging on to this thing? <laughs> I didn't want to get rid of like a clue, <laughs> but on the other hand, it's just gonna rot in my house. <laughs> I don't have like a handy freezer or anything. I suppose if we, you know, get rid of the skin, then the skull could be a nice ornament for Gabrielle's parlor. <laughs> well, you do that, Ephraim. Get your carving knife out. I spend can the you, morning. Can you pickle it? God, no. I'm just. I'm gonna rack it. I'm gonna wrap it up in a tablecloth. And then I'm gonna get one of the servants to put it in a sack and tell them to um, tell them to. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know enough about the gaslight era. What do they do with their home refuse? Like, did bin men come round? It just get rid of it. Um, tell them to get rid of it. We don't need to. It's you're right. <laughs> I tell like them to get it. rid of it. <laughs> exactly. Bury I just, it in the garden. Don't look at it. Get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, we probably got a garden. Just bury it. Bury yeah. it real deep. Don't tell anyone. We're fine. And then next year, when you're kind of digging up the rhododendrons, you'll find it again. And then next year, if you water it carefully, you get a beautiful skull tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, graveyards were very, very crowded back then, so you could just chuck it on top of a pile of bodies in a graveyard. Did they just have piles of corpses hanging out? Yep. Yep. It was a massive issue. Wow. That makes sense. They didn't have enough land to bury people. That's wild. Hmm, fun. No, I'm going for the I'm going for the garden burial. I don't really want to carry it across town. I'll make my servants do it. People talk, you know? Mm. So I make my way, son's head, to the parlor to meet the others. Okay. And your meat. Gabriella will um basically do the equivalent of putting a closed sign on the door, um, <laughs> get some drinks and so on. Yeah, sorry for the short notice, but I don't know if you read the newspaper this morning. I did, actually, yes. And you saw about the, the body in Marylebone? Yes. Oh dear! Got kind of a feeling in my water about it. Um, anything odd about its head? Ephraim, what have you done? <laughs> oh, Ephraim. <laughs> I uh, slapped the note down on the table. You said he slapped him so hard. <laughs> and he caught on fire. I'm sorry. I slapped the note down on the table, the one that says stay away from Loki's gift. Um, Got a delivery this morning over breakfast. No postmark or anything, hand delivered. Didn't see the blighter. This note attached to Mr. Robbins's pickled head. Hmm. I say pickled, was blackened and dried out, sort of wrinkled. Very odd, actually. Never seen anything like it in all my years in the medical field. Like it might have been burned, or...? Didn't look charred. Just... I don't know. Blackened somehow. Very unhealthy. Yeah. Found in Marylebone. That's where the Pacific Club is, isn't it? It specifically says an alleyway off Milton Street. That is the Pacific Club. That was hmm. my first thought. Yes. So yes, they 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 killed him there. But who is they? Thought he was in league with them. Did you did you recognise the handwriting of this note? Was it from Chillingworth, maybe? See for yourselves. 
Don't we recall have... seeing the blighter's handwriting. We have notes to compare it to. We do. do we from Chillingworth? Yes, a letter. I thought we had a letter from Ridley. It is a letter from Ridley. Oh, we don't yeah, have yeah. any of Chillingworth's writing specifically. Well, I guess let's find out if the mad pianist has been on a rampage. <laughs> mm. I think you already know the answer. <laughs> Definitely, yes. We'll kick his door in. You can tell mm. it's Cecil's handwriting. Oh, yeah. We just know just by looking. Yeah. It's it not signed. really strong. There is a picture of a fist. <laughs> so, what do we think? Does this uh, negate oh. Mr. Chillingworth's invitation? Well, hold on. What have you done with this head? Told the servants to bury it in the garden, if you must know. Well, yes, because I personally don't want the police coming round to your household anytime soon. My dear Gabriella, the police are not in the habit of darkening my threshold. She raises her eyebrows at you sceptically. With the way things are going, who knows? Oh, I don't think we should put up with that. Hmm. I wonder where the rest of the body is. Well, taking it down to the coroner or what have you, right? If it was the coppers that found it. I'd quite like a look at it, frankly. Did the article say anything about blackened, withered skin? Does the body match the head? <laughs> <laughs> no, it belongs to that other shriveled burnt body that they found on that one street last night. No, Gotta match no. up the parts. They have simply concluded it has been burnt. Interesting. And in an alleyway in Malibone, no less. Well, outside the Pacific Club. No witnesses either, according to the paper. How does one burn a body with no witnesses in the heart of Marylebone? Exactly. They must have done it elsewhere and dragged him there for some reason. Or perhaps there's some sort of, I don't know, cellar or... Do you know what I mean? Some sort of hidden place, even at the club itself. Why drag the body out into the open to be found, though? Another message, another warning. He displeased them in some way, whoever they are. I'm so confused. I, I thought it was Robbins that had set us up. Yes. So Yes, he did. Did whoever is whoever doing this punishing Robbins for getting it wrong or Yes. We sent his goon back to him saying, you know, look at us, we've dealt with you. We're tougher than you think. Chillingworth is obviously at the top of this tower. We don't know that it's Chillingworth. It does follow. It is a logical conclusion, one has to admit it. Mm. Regardless, it's quite clear that poor Charles's death, there was definitely more to it than we thought, wasn't there? Even if he did take his own life, it would seem that there were perhaps nefarious reasons for him choosing to do so. Yes. Either that or end up like this Robbins. I know which one I'd choose. Odd behaviour to invite us to his rehearsal and then set about this rather roundabout route of trying to keep us away. He could have just not told us when and where it was going to be. Maybe it was a, a power move or something. Perhaps he was quite shocked that we would actually say yes. 
Or perhaps since last night, he actually thinks that we are possibly a threat to him as well. That we are capable of stopping him. He's bitten off more than he can chew with us. Well, we certainly can't give up now. The stakes are somewhat high, though, what? They're clearly willing to kill. Absolutely. I doubt we'd find any peace if we were to just walk away. I can't imagine that they would just let us end this investigation quietly. I just hope Ruth is all right now that this has happened. Yes. And poor Mary as well. Well, as was. Are you saying that you don't think we can just back out of this? I think we're in far too deep for that. They know who we are. But we were just looking into a friend's death. Or a family friend's death. I, I don't want to... Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't think any of us asked for this, Francis, but nevertheless, it is where we are. That's right, old boy. When the bugle sounds, there's no time to think about retreat. We're in this up to our necks now. We're going to have to see this through for good or for ill. Question is, what's our next move? We can't go and ask Robbins what he's up to. <laughs> well, it's possible his ghost will respond, but... Heavens, I didn't even think of that! Gabriella, you must come to my garden. His head's bound to, to hold some uh, remnant of his spirit, yes? Gabrielle will go along with this because initially she was being a little facetious, but then suddenly thought, oh, wait, Ephraim would actually agree with that. Um, but she will, yeah, she will give a, a slow nod and say, I will try, but the spirit is probably in, in terrible agony. I may not glean anything from him. Well, Ephraim uh, hasn't had the pleasure of hosting a seance at his place yet, so he's very excited at the idea of having one in his garden. <laughs> oh, your poor family. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know that he goes to, uh, yeah, seance night, so it's fine. <laughs> it's not the kind of garden party you're used to hosting. <laughs> <laughs> but they are going to be cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> I was going to say, will there be pims and strawberries? No, there'll be clementines. Oh, we don't keep pims in the house, but uh, the rest of it, oh, yes. Of course. Is that the next plan this morning? You're going for a morning garden seance? Sure, why not? You're digging up the head as well. Unless anyone's got a better idea. I don't want to dig up the head, but if Gabriella says she needs it closer to, you know, to, to receive the uh, mystic effluviances or whatever, then uh, we'll... we'll have the scullery boy do it. Boy. <laughs> I can I can dig it out myself. The connection will be stronger that way. But pays me to see a lady such as yourself uh, dirty your hands. You sure? I just have to tug on this uh, bellpull here and... <laughs> Ephraim, you have no idea what I have done in my life. I am perfectly capable of digging a hole in your garden. Well, that shuts him up. <laughs> It's not the first hole I've dug in your garden, my friend. <laughs> oh. This isn't the first uh, disembodied head I've dug out of your garden, my friend. Come on, man. Okay, let's let's generate some tarot cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you 
set yourselves up for your daylight sounds. It doesn't feel as mystical as it normally does because, well, it's the daytime and you're outside and it's actually quite a lovely day, which is unusual for London. So it's it's less intimidating and transportive than other seances. Um, roll me power, Gabriella, please. Okie dokie. That's a pass. Okay. The card you drew is the Three of Cups. And it um, brings to mind someone not being very perceptive of other people's true feelings and being dominated by their own emotions. Expecting everyone to think the same way they do, even if they don't, and perhaps demanding unreasonable support from them. You can sense that this person has been clearly betrayed by someone they didn't expect that from. Mm. So Gabriella's hand is outstretched over the recently dug up head. And uh, she says, yes, his spirit is in terrible, terrible pain. But he was betrayed. He did not see this coming. Perhaps he knew that they could possibly resort to violence, but maybe not against him. They wouldn't go that far, but they have. No honor among thieves, I suppose. Doesn't sound like he spent much time with trustworthy people. Perhaps he did once. Can you tell who did it, Gabriella? Was it Chillingworth? No, there is far too much emotion clouding his aura. I, I cannot get anything more specific than I've already told you. I think he he needs to rest. He needs to be at peace. I will say a prayer over over his body once, well, what's left of his body, once we've reburied him. Cucumber sandwich, anyone? <laughs> 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 Very British. I love it. Game of croquet. <laughs> Using do, the head. Do, as a do, do you put two slices of cucumber on Robin's eyes? Oh, yeah. I've got to pay the ferryman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Gabriella kind of exhales almost like she's been holding her breath and then slowly places the head back in its hole and just starts covering it up. And I guess it is approximately lunchtime with the, what were the preparations and the chanting and everything. Well, I invite everyone, um, I was going to say in for lunch, but maybe we should eat out here, I don't know. It's a lovely day. Yeah. Is it a lovely day? Actually, no, it's winter, isn't it? It's autumn. It's an unusually Is it an unusually nice day? Nice day? <laughs> All right, well, I tell the servants to, yeah, to bring some, some food out here then. And, you know, we have cold cuts and all manner of cheeses. It's great. So, over our cucumber sandwiches, what are our options now? I mean, what, do we return to that artist collective and try and have it out, or do we... Do we... I mean, we've been warned not to go to the play. Do we, do we go anyway? Seems to me what we're lacking here is some evidence of clear wrongdoing on Chillingworth's part. As far as the world knows, He's just an artist among artists, employing artists, putting on a play. We know he's got a load of rough types on his payroll, and he's possibly not above killing and burning 
his own associates. But how to prove it? There's the rub. That is quite convenient for him, isn't it? He can shirk all responsibility if other people do the violence for him. Very true. I, I mean, the only people who've been willing to talk to us so far have not been the type of people that the courts would take seriously. His young mistress and young Mary from last night. Well, here's a thought. There were no witnesses that have come forward, but that doesn't mean that there were other people there with him when he committed this murder. Perhaps she was there. At the club, you mean? Yes, I'm not saying that she took part or anything, but... Hmm. It doesn't say anything about other people being at the club at the time. There could have easily been other people there, but maybe he's confident that they wouldn't talk. Ruth included. So we need to find a friendly witness, you think? That's what I'm thinking, yes. I guess we could try heading to the club, but I'm guessing it's all going to be shuttered up and crawling with police and stuff. Nobody has any of those sorts of contacts or whatever they do, they we're not quite in the right... Mm. Uh, actually, yes, I do. Oh. Oh, really? Really? I mean, none of you know about it, but yes, um, I am courting with a police officer. Oh, wow. hello. Hey, hey. Uh, not that I've spoken to him for a few days, obviously. I've <laughs> <laughs> been quite busy. Uh, but I could absolutely get in touch with him and see if we can at least get some more information or maybe get a way in. That sounds very useful to me. The way I see it, our options are basically split between heading to the club to see if anyone knows anything about what happened last night, or the artist's mind to, I don't know, just get grinned at by Chillingworth and maybe try and corner Ruth, mm. or question mark, right? Or like, just wait until the rehearsal. I don't really know what else we can do. I think the police is a good shot. I think going to the club and trying to use the contacts that Gabriella has would, would certainly be the best option right here. I mean, I, I can't imagine that the artist's mind that they're either going to let us in or be at all helpful at this mm -hmm. point. I think he'd just taunt us and send us on our way again. Or worse, he might yeah. try and frame us. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's not good. But if I speak to my contact, then at least... Well, I suppose we're almost doing what Chillingworth is doing. We are using other people to do what we need to do. Beat him at his own game, what? I like it. Very well, I will speak to Cedric right away. Okay, yeah, you uh, get in contact with uh, Cedric. You all go your separate ways uh, for the evening. Uh, you manage to talk to Cedric, who tells you, Oh yeah, I've heard of that uh, case in Marleybone. Uh, turns out, I've talked to my colleagues who are, who are in charge of the case. Turns out it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't even a person. It was, it was a total prank. It was a stolen mummy that was dressed in modern clothes. <laughs> it was a, we all laughed about it. And um, yeah, it turns out uh, we're going to be closing the case very soon. So nothing to worry about. Gabriella swears internally. <laughs> you 
stupid man. <laughs> oh, really? Um, well, what, what a surprise. Um, hopefully not, uh, not too many scared by the newspaper article. Yeah, there's going to be a retraction tomorrow. That's, that's good. Do you know if, um, if the prankster was caught? I'm afraid not. It's really difficult uh, with this kind of thing. Uh, there were there were no witnesses that we have found. Well, good good to know. Good to know at least. But hey, at least no one died. I mean, now they died a long time ago. Ha! <laughs> well, yes, yes, uh, absolutely. Well, th- thank you, thank you, darling. Um, Are we I'll... gonna meet up soon? You've been uh, very distant lately. Did I do something wrong? No, no, not at all. I've been very busy with my work. Um, I, I spirits be... agitated. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I suppose they are a little. Um, lots of clients at the moment, you know. Um, it's very fashionable nowadays. I know you're not really into it yourself, but lots of people enjoy it. They get closure from it. Um, but I, I, I do have a, a much quieter. Uh, week next. Um, I will. I will come round and see you. Uh, looking forward to it. And when I, <laughs> whether it's a phone call or you know, if I say goodbye at his house, I just just sigh and hit my head, like or tap my head on the wall. Like, oh my god! Why am I, guess I still? It's not with a phone call, man? is it? Oh, it's not. You guys are texting via carrier pigeon. <laughs> 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 We go and rent a Whitechapel bed together. <laughs> Maybe you you meet for a quick tea or like a coffee. Yeah, and that's then... a date, right? Back in Victorian But time. you tell him oh, you yeah. only have like an hour and he's like, when are we going to see yeah. you properly? Yeah. You should invite him to a dress rehearsal of a certain play. Uh... I'm imagining mm. Gabriella being like, well, thank goodness he's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's pretty, but he's also an idiot. And that's why I'm reluctant to get him involved at all, because, I mean, Gabrielle's now thinking, because he just believes that it's a mummy in clothes, which means that the police are also just as gullible as he is. You know, even if he sees, like, some terrible thing happen at this play, he's gonna just come up with some rational explanation for it and... She very much thinks he's not going to be any use. It's so. really good stage makeup. There weren't tentacles <laughs> yeah. sprouting from the actor's head. It's all a special effect. It's hard to I mean, catch someone up with all you've seen so far. Yeah. I mean, hey, the first sci fi convention in London is going to happen in three years' time, so. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 1899. Really? The Royal Albert Hall. It was absolutely massive. Damn. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, very cool. But. This is what I mean. It's all, you know, high of superstition and stuff. So, yeah, when she parts ways, she just sighs and says to herself, why am I still with this man? <laughs> the police? Useless? In my Call of Cthulhu? Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, is it possible that it's not that the police are useless, but it's being covered up in some way? Ooh. <laughs> now that's mm. a conspiracy. I mean, that tracks, honestly, okay. yeah. I can't imagine anyone properly mistaking it for a stolen mummy if no stolen mummy has been reported, right? Yeah, it's like better to just sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Or someone's the commissioner's probably in on it. Yeah. Ephraim, you said that the body was shriveled, didn't you? Or the head was shriveled? Yes! Never seen anything quite like it. 
No idea no. what they did to get in the United States so quickly. No, but maybe that's why they thought it was a mummy, if it looks very, very old. Not a likely story, though. Mummies are covered in bandages and whatnot, and they're not in the habit of being headless. Of course, it's a load of rubbish. I'm sorry he's turned out so useless. So what's the plan? Well, what, what, what our options here are, we force some form of confrontation, right? And if we go to the artist collective and he does act all ha-ha-ha, then at least we know something, right? We know that he is involved slash has set this all up, you know, or he's not there or he denies everything or whatever, but we, we have information we didn't have before. Or we rock up to the play and see what happens. That's pretty much the two options, isn't it? Mm. Unless anybody's I got mean, anything we, else. We can try and sneak into the club again and see if we can find any information about how this murder happened and why the body's all kind of shriveled and black. Or anything in their paperwork, but um, it's probably yeah. the worst day ever to do it after the boss has just been killed and everyone's running around panicked. Well, and also, do we specifically want to solve the murder of Michael Robbins? I mean, it's tied into a greater conspiracy. No, no we just want some evidence. It's evidence, isn't it? Yeah, of Chillingworth. Yeah. true. Well, we do that have the evidence. they're all working together, and this is a bigger, bigger thing than just, you know, to do with the play and to do with the Bohemians. Ooh. This may be a little bit outside the box, but Gabriella knows that well, supposedly from the spirit that he was betrayed so maybe originally he was invited to the play, maybe he has a ticket or a, a letter or something inviting him, that would that would show that they were linked I don't think any uh, court is gonna condemn anybody for inviting people to their premiere though well, not by itself but it's a start, right? Hmm? We could go to the club and try and poke through their paperwork and see if there's anything connecting them. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, obviously, if there's anything on the body, we're not getting to it. And the only other place I can think of is at the Pacific Club, and it seems like it'd be a bit difficult. I think I'm leaning in the direction of the, uh... Yeah, Knox's idea. Mm. I mean, we, we could try going to the funeral directors, which uh, is on the article. The Shiv Brothers... Yeah, but I wondered if they'd kind of give a similar answer to the police and just say, oh, isn't it Quite weird? Quite possibly. Mm. They're being paid off as well. Yeah, yeah. Ephraim is quite curious about the state of this body, though, so... And with you considering what to do next... We can carry this on and beyond the madness. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Jason, Noxicals, Hal, Lydia, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Brayden. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cult Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com, and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.
Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.